Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 30, Home. As Jennifer and I fly back to LA after our whirlwind adventure, I think about how I got here. Even though I didn't get Ezra to admit that he stole the song outright, I did manage to tell him off and leave with my pride. Not everything can always turn out the right way, or even your way. Sometimes you just gotta cut your losses and move on. As painful as this whole thing has been, I think I'm done. You live and learn, and this is one lesson I'll never forget. On the upside, I'm grateful I got to write with Ben again, and getting away made Jennifer realize that she does want to have a baby, which is a beautiful step in her life. I'm happy that I got to be a part of that for her. And I got to confront the bad guy and finally stand up for myself and tell everyone, including myself, what I'm worth. If nothing else, I think that I'm much closer to feeling whole and strong enough to move forward, no matter what it looks like. The part of all of this that hurts the most isn't losing a song, but is losing Ryan over a song. I never could have predicted that this would be the way we would end. I never saw myself as someone who would slip up in a relationship. I guess there are a lot of things I never knew about myself until this year. I think about calling Ryan to tell him everything and beg for forgiveness one last time, but I'm starting to understand his silence, and I need to respect that. I go to work and settle back into my old life, which now seems very boring after everything I've been through. Time goes by as slowly as it used to when I was on my show. The boredom comes back. The apathy is trying to creep back in too, but I push it away and keep trying to move forward with my career and my newfound self-worth, since that's all I've got right now. And frankly, it's not a bad thing. One afternoon, about a week after I'm home, I get a call. I don't recognize the number off the top of my head, but it says, maybe Ryan Smith's office. My heart races thinking it could be him. I take a deep breath and answer, hello? I wait for Ryan's voice to come on, but instead it's his assistant. Hi, this is Ryan Smith's assistant calling? I sigh, disappointed. Oh, hi. Sorry, when I saw the number, I thought it might be Ryan. Oh, Ryan's in London right now. Really? I ask curiously. I thought you'd know that, though. His assistant pauses and lets out a creak in his voice. Okay, well, I'm calling to tell you that one of your songs has been cut. I gasp. Are you kidding me? By who? Kelly Clarkson, he says confidently. Oh my god, what? I'm practically jumping out of my skin. I'm so excited. I start pacing around the room, not knowing what to do with myself. Yes, she really liked the song you and Dan Abrams wrote. It'll be coming out as her first single off her new record. Release date is yet to be determined. I can't believe it. 
I say, clutching my heart. I feel like I might faint. Ryan wanted me to let you know. The magnitude of this hits me, and I stop pacing. He had to have his assistant tell me. In that moment, I know it's over. My eyes start to tear up. Thank you so much, and um, tell Ryan thank you for me. He made this happen. Please tell him how grateful I am and that I'll never forget his generosity. You can tell him yourself. He'll be back tomorrow. His flight lands at 10 a.m. I think about this, but without making a decision, I tell his assistant thank you and we hang up. I stand in the middle of my living room and finally cry. I spend the rest of the day thinking about what to do about Ryan. I'm too afraid to call him, but I think this might be the only chance to at least thank him for what he's done. Maybe it's too late to apologize at this point. Maybe I've already done enough talking and nothing I can say will make a difference. All I know is that not having him in my life, even as a friend, makes my heart ache. He let me be myself. He never judged me, never cared if I was at my worst. He just loved me for me. Sometimes it takes someone to love you, to help you learn how to love yourself. I don't need him now to make sure I keep doing that. I just need him now because I can't imagine going through life without him. He's such a remarkable person. So loving and kind and such a badass. He's everything I knew I needed and was lucky enough to have for a time. I wish I hadn't been so blind, so stupid. I wish I had loved myself so I wouldn't have fallen into such a blatant trap with Ezra kissing me. That kiss certainly didn't come from a place of not loving Ryan. It came from a place that still didn't feel good enough and needed more validation from some guy. I spent so many years thinking that if I slept with someone or had a hookup buddy or an off-and-on-again relationship that somehow that would be enough. But I never felt more alone than when I was doing that. I was never alone with Ryan. We were friends. We were a team. We were in love. I realize that no matter what I've done in the past to hurt Ryan, that thanking him for everything he's done for me is the right thing to do, no matter how scary it is to tell him or what he might think of me. I text him and ask if he'd like to get lunch with me, and I wait, and wait, and the next day, I get a text while doing my laundry from him. We decide to meet at a little cafe near his work a few days later, after his jet lag has officially worn off. It's a cute French-looking place that feels like it would have been frequented by authors and poets in the 1920s. The bar houses beautiful bottles of liquor I've never heard of, and the tables are small with round wooden chairs. There are huge tarnished mirrors surrounding most of the main walls, so when you look at them, you see what you might have looked like in another era. I get there early and sit at the bar to wait for him. The bartender comes up to me casually asking if I'd like a drink. I shake my head no. There are only a few patrons sitting, lazily eating their lunch. It seems as though the lunch rush has diminished. Ryan always did like meeting for lunch a little later. I never knew if it was because he was too busy at work to leave, or because he was trying to avoid the crowds to find a good table for us to talk without the noise. I look around nervously, waiting for the door to open at any moment. I keep imagining our first meeting. Will he be cold with me? Will I stumble all over my words when I try to thank him? I can only hope that this time apart has given us both time to think. But when I add up everything that's happened, it's hard to believe that there will be a happily ever after for us. I have no expectations of anything anymore. I'm playing with a toothpick, looking off into space, and he walks in. Hey, he says behind me. 
Surprised, I turn around thinking it must be the host wondering if I'm going to drink something or leave. She's already asked me twice. But when I see his sweet eyes and the hint of a smile, my heart jumps and I feel a jolt of nervousness run through me just for a second. He smiles back at me and I calm down just as quickly. I've missed him so much it feels like coming home just being near him. I wish I could just kiss him, just reach out like a scene in a movie when the two characters haven't seen each other in a long time and they kiss passionately. I jump off my bar stool and hit the ground, my legs feeling a little wobbly from nerves. Sorry I'm so late, I just got tied up at work and I'm still a little jet lagged. It's hard to get anything done quickly right now. I smile. It's really good to see you. Awkwardly, he replies, you too. He clears his throat. <clears throat> Shall we sit? Seems like everyone's cleared out. Your favorite time, right? I say, smiling, hoping he'll notice the observation. He smiles and puts his hand out to motion towards our table. He pulls my chair out for me and I sit down. We open our menus and begin to look at them. A few moments pass between us in silence when he finally says, They have a beautiful filet mignon. I look up at him. Oh, that sounds good. And then look back down at my menu. I was thinking about getting the trout. I say politely. That sounds good too. He says mirroring my inflection. The banter between us is painful. Two people who used to have such effortless conversation are forced to give niceties out of sheer awkwardness. My heart hurts a little at this, as I tell myself this might be how it is now. A few more minutes pass, and he folds his menu and sets it down. I think I'm going to do the salmon. It's a little lighter. Are you going to do the trout? We can always share, he says nicely. Yeah, that sounds perfect, I say, feeling the tension dying down with this little gesture of kindness. He nods. Great. Our waiter comes rushing to our table and gives us the specials and asks if we'd like anything to drink. I'll have a glass of your stout, Ryan says. I look at him shocked. He never drinks at lunch. Maybe he's a little nervous, too. The waiter looks at me. I'll have a glass of rosé, please. He takes our orders and leaves. Ryan adjusts his seat. It's good to see you, I say, trying to get a real conversation started. He takes a deep breath. You too. I'm sorry it's taken this long, he says, easing up a bit. It's okay. I trail off, not wanting to rehash bad memories. I should have reached out sooner. It wasn't okay to just drop off and not talk to you after what happened. I realize that now. I'm shocked, but slightly hopeful at this confession. I guess, he says, searching for the words, I guess I just let my ego get the best of me. I'm so excited at this that I open up too. Listen, I'm to blame for this. I never should have let something like that happen, much less over a song. There will be plenty of other songs. I should have just let it go and moved on. He stops me. But I understand. It was your first real cut. The first time it was always the most important. I smile sweetly. Thank you. I really do appreciate your understanding. But I'm still the one who let him kiss me, and for that I'm truly, deeply sorry. Really, he begins to say, but I stop him this time. Listen, I know now why that kiss happened. I was still learning what my self-worth was. I want you to know that it didn't happen because you weren't enough. I want you to know that I wasn't enough yet. I sigh. I've done so much reflecting and growing since we stopped talking, and I take full responsibility for what happened with Ezra and what's happened with us. But I'm partly to blame here, too. 
I was the one who even suggested you try and record your conversation. I feel like I set you up. I should have known better with a guy like that. I've been kicking myself ever since, he says. We both sit quietly, and I think this might be it. I look at his eyes, not sure what they mean, but I think I may have a chance to say a little something more, so I take it. I didn't know if you were ever going to talk to me again, and the thought of that broke my heart. Being apart has been one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. I don't think I ever let myself feel my feelings for you until you were gone. I wish I could have told you how I felt when we were together, how happy I was, because I was so happy. You made me so happy. I know things are different now, and I'm not here to ask for your forgiveness. I just wanted to thank you for being you and all that you've done for me. Not only with my career, which is beyond anything I could have ever imagined, but for helping me find myself and loving me the whole way through it. Ryan sits staring at me thoughtfully as if he might tear up. Our waiter comes by with our drinks and sets them down quickly. I spy the other waiters from a distance watching us and whispering. Ryan picks up his beer and takes a long sip and sets it down. I let him process this while my glass of rosé sits alone cooling. For the first time, I really don't want to drink. I just want to be here in this moment fully. Finally, Ryan speaks. Thank you. I wasn't expecting that. And while I don't want to diminish anything you've said, because what you've said is very powerful, I think you might be selling yourself a little short. He smiles kindly at me. I've always seen who you are, and I've always loved that person. I knew you were going through a hard time in your life and trying to find yourself. And as much as I've always wanted to be together, I knew that in the past it was better to just be your friend. But if that country guy hadn't shown up, I might never have become jealous and never would have made a move on you. So in some roundabout way, I wouldn't take any of it back. Because even with that kiss, which I definitely blew out of proportion, it gave me the time to realize that nothing and no one is perfect, especially not me. You don't have to ask for forgiveness. You would never have to. I only wish I would have come to you sooner. I'm so sorry. Ryan gets out of his car and comes over to me, bending down on one knee and takes my hands. There's a small gasp from the waitstaff watching, who thinks he might be getting down on one knee to propose. My heart races. Will you be my girlfriend again? I laugh, grab the sides of his face, and kiss him. For all of the times I thought I knew what love was, I never knew love could feel like this. I scream out, Yes! Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, loopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash thatgirlthepodcast.